This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want to discover the key thinking tools of high achievers. You are now part of a small group of people who are trying to learn the ins and outs of these tools called mind models without the fluff. This podcast will give you an inside look at the daily life of a mind model coach and what he's done for the past 30 years to transform his clients so they can get six and seven figure results. Welcome to Mind Model Mastery Secrets. Now here's your host, Blair Dunkley. Hey guys, thanks for coming here. This is our inaugural episode here of MindModelMasterySecrets.com. And I'm thrilled to have you guys here. And I've got my co-host here, Trevor Tardiff. Say hi, Trevor. Hey guys, how's it going? And we're going to be going through a bunch of different things. So we're going to be covering off a few things here today. We're going to cover off what are we here for? What is the purpose of Mind Model Mastery Secrets? And what is this, you know, episodes going, what are these episodes going to be all about? Um, What are we going to do here during this time? And, you know, what are mind models after all? Anyway, so uh, anyway, Trevor, so what are we here for? In your opinion, Trevor? Well, we're here to show you the Blair experience. Uh, Working with Blair is something completely different than what most people have experienced in the personal development world. We're not here to sell you anything. Uh, We're here to connect with you and, and show you all about mind models. So with that said, what would you say mind models are, Blair? Well, mind models are basically a collection of tested thought frameworks, skills and behaviors that actually I've put into a lot of years of experience. Um, a little bit of background about me. I worked at Life Skills Colleges for uh, basically 35 years. And at the college, uh, actively at the college for at 20 years um, and where I did a lot of research and figured out what works in that area. What, what are those skills, attitudes, and behaviors that people have to have in their life? <coughs> what makes people really successful? Exactly, because um, the whole area here is worked on what is identifiable, repeatable, and duplicatable so people can have those three things, identifiable, repeatable, and duplicatable behaviors, successful behaviors, work in their life in a way that is makes meaningful change. Um, and mind models are just that. Mind models provide you a unique opportunity to take control of your life and direct your personal transformations. You know, when you take a look at your life, does it go the way that you want to go all the time? Does it help you do your things? We're also going to be here to basically dismiss you know, some of the, the beliefs that people have around mindset and how mindset is so, mindset's everything. Well, I'm sorry, I'm here to tell you mindset isn't everything. It's good, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to bash it, but I'm here to try and take it to the next step. And I mean, Trevor, you've had some experience with that. Do you wanna share some of uh, your experiences with the folks out here? Well, I've, I've discovered that mindset by itself isn't enough. Uh, before I met Blair, uh, I, w- I was working as a real estate investor. So I, I had partnered with a friend of mine and we were working on buying and selling houses, basically buying them, fixing them up and flipping them. And I was having some success with that, uh, but I, I was living in my buddy's basement suite and I had another roommate that I was living with that uh, wasn't the most pleasant guy to be around. 
And all the was while, that guy I was, with the the really stinky feet. Yes, yes, it was. Oh. He'd, he'd he'd come home from work uh, after working as a tow truck t- driver, and he'd take off his boots, and it would just fill up the entire suite. Oh my gosh. The, a stench that you do not want to smell. So <laughs> I, I was dealing with all that while I was trying to become a successful real estate investor. And um, I was actually working on a project where we were selling out some condos uh, to investors. And one of the partners that we were working with, Tyler, he thought that we could all benefit from getting some training with Blair. And at the time we had been struggling with our sales. Uh, we weren't really making the sales happen. And uh, Tyler thought that we could really benefit from working with Blair. And Tyler was someone that uh, I've respected a lot. He had a lot of the stuff that I was striving to get myself. He was doing quite well financially and he was still young. So that caught my attention and I was definitely interested in seeing Okay, yeah, if Tyler says this is good. I definitely want to check it out. But what yeah, really Tyler was uh, yeah. actually just to fill you in a little bit, Tyler was in his uh like 25, 26 at the time. So Okay. Yeah. Just thought I'd share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he's definitely still young. And what really actually caught my attention that made me really curious is he wasn't just vouching for Blair, he also said that there's something cool that Blair does called profiling and that he was a language based profiler and that all I'd have to do is talk to Blair for 20 to 30 seconds. And then Blair would be able to profile me based on the words I'm using, how I'm talking, my language and tell me all about myself and in a short period of time without knowing anything about me. So I thought that sounded pretty cool and I I was willing to, to check this out. So next thing you know, we set up a, a, a brief phone call where I talked to Blair and, uh, said hello and that, and that kind of thing. And I joked to Blair, oh, I heard you're a profiler. I'm looking forward to getting profiled. And uh, he let me know in that moment that we were actually already done. He had already finished the profile and we were good to go. And he was looking forward to sharing that with me when we met in person. So we set up a meeting, a meet and greet at his house. And I, I went over there with my other partner and uh, Blair proceeded to profile me. And it blew me away. Uh, he told me a whole bunch of stuff that you would not know about me unless you had known me for quite a while. Um, they weren't necessarily things that I would have used to describe myself, but immediately upon hearing it, I knew that that was true. So some of it wasn't pleasant to hear. Some of it was. Uh, he told me what some of my strengths were as well as what some of my weaknesses were. Uh, but rather than getting insecure about it or being like, whoa, what's this? I actually got I'm really curious uh, because I wanted to know how did he do this? How did he uh, come up with that without really knowing me? And what was really interesting is that he was claiming that this was a skill set. Uh, he wasn't doing any kind of psychic crap hey, or anything hey, hey, like that. I wasn't was claiming. I <laughs> speak emphatically. This is not psychic. This is a skill set. <laughs> exactly. So that that actually made it a lot more credible and interesting to me. Uh, anybody I'd ever met before that tried to tell me something about myself immediately was usually uh, claiming to be a psychic or something like that. But Blair actually said, these are skill sets. And that made me really curious because I wanted to know what he was doing and how he was doing this. And that's when he told me that he was using mind models to do this. And so that they were repeatable, duplicatable things that anybody could use to uh, to, ensure, uh, to change their life or eventually learn how to profile if they really wanted to. 
True enough. True enough. Yeah, that that's amazing. So, so what are some of the things that you got from there? What what are the? I mean, we have over a hundred of them. You've learned most of them. Um, what are the the top three, top one? I don't care. What sticks out in your mind that you really got benefit from? Well, one of the very first mind models that Blair taught us when we first started taking our training with him. Uh, was the concept of safety versus comfort. And uh, this is probably one of the most basic uh, mind models that Blair teaches, but the distinction that people get after they really get it uh, can make a really big difference. Um, and, and essentially, the, he likes to differentiate between safety and comfort. A lot of people get the two confused, or they think that when they're not comfortable, that they're not safe. And that can cause them to pull back from situations of working with other people. Hey, and, Trevor, uh, I've got a, yeah. a quick story here of one of my um, uh, clients and, and friends that actually uh, gave me his version of it. Do you mind if I share that? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So um, Dave was, was a guy that came out to Vancouver from, I was doing a presentation in Austin, Texas. I didn't do safety versus comfort that much down there. I touched on it a bit, but I did a lot more. And anyway, I dove into safety versus comfort. And the essence of safety versus comfort is, you know, um, safety is more or less a physical thing. You can say it's emotional, but really the emotional thing is you're comfortable or uncomfortable. And that is the level of, of, of comfort that you're experiencing in that moment. And everybody needs to be a little bit uncomfortable in order to learn. And maybe sometimes quite a, quite a bit uncomfortable in order to learn, but they still have to be safe because if they're not safe, they'll run. Fight or flight will kick in. But if they're uncomfortable, they can sometimes not like it, but be curious about what it is. More or less what you just saw Trevor expressing there is where he literally was to some degree uncomfortable, but wanted to hang around. So he felt safe, but <laughs> he was uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry? I definitely wanted to hang around. Yeah, absolutely. That's what causes people to sort of get curious. And Dave realized, oh, my God, I am transposing safety and comfort. And what I should be doing with clients is what if I realize that I'm just uncomfortable because he realized that he wasn't safe approaching people that he held up on a pedestal. And so he wouldn't do it. He, he, he didn't was, feel safe approaching them. He didn't feel safe. Yeah. And he, he, he said, I don't feel safe, so I'm not going to do it. And when he realized that he didn't feel comfortable doing that, and when he realized this is just comfort, like, how comfortable do I feel it? And it's like doing something for the first time, learning how to drive. You know, do you feel comfortable behind the wheel of a car right off the bat the very first time you sit behind there and start down there? No, you don't know what to do. You got to learn how to do it and you don't feel, you know, comfortable. Yet you've got somebody right beside you to keep you safe, but you don't feel safe or comfortable. And not at all. <laughs> so it's a scary experience when you first start learning how to drive. It can be. But it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it totally can be. And but the the rationale was if you can separate it, if you can identify the difference between safety and comfort in your mind, and you can take the action that's uncomfortable while you know you're still safe, transformation happens. And mm -hmm. his business just took off like a rocket. 
because people liked what he was doing. He didn't know that people that he held up on a pedestal actually looked up at him as well. And his business started just catapulting. And he went from five figures to six figures and now approaching seven figures you know, in his business. And that's just in his business. There's spinoffs in his personal life and his relationship with his wife and kids and everything else. So it's mm-hmm. huge. Sorry for interrupting, but I thought that- No, that, that's fine. That was a great example. And I, I can say that for myself, uh, it was similar. Once I made that distinction that, uh, yes, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm still safe, it, it allowed me to take a lot more actions than I would have allowed myself to before. Uh, well, yeah, that, that sorry. Um, you know, that was one of the things that I kept on thinking. Um, I don't know if Trevor's going to blow his own horn here, but um, Trevor started out not even being a realtor when we first started working together. And then um, shortly after we started working together, he got focused in and and clarity on literally deciding to go after and and getting his license, his real estate license. And um, in the first 18 months-ish, the first year and the area that you're able to claim as your startup year, um, your rookie year with uh, both the the, um, uh, branch office of the real, yeah, yeah, your your brokerage that you were in, he won rookie of the year, and he also won rookie of the year regionally with the Edmonton Real Estate Board, which has hundreds of competing, literally rookie uh, people, and he came in first on that as well. Uh, now I can't take all the credit for that, or much of the credit for that. <laughs> but I do know that what he did is he applied the mind models and safety versus comfort was one of them. And he was uncomfortable doing a lot of the things, but he was safe. And so he pushed through and became more and more and more comfortable till it became almost automatic for him to do the things that he needed to do. And he got recognized for it. I thought mm-hmm. that was extraordinarily cool. I've got Thank a... You. I'm, I don't know if I've ever said this, but you sent me that picture and I look at it with a lot of pride of, hey, here's a guy that made it from nothing to something in, you know, just over 12 months. So anyway, well done. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. An, another mind model that uh, Blair teaches, one of the first ones that he teaches is uh, a concept of evaluation versus judgment. And uh, before I met Blair, I was doing a lot of judging or subconscious judging, you could say, where I wasn't evaluating myself and the actions I was taking and their alignment with what I was setting out to do and what my goals were. So there, there was a, any, anybody that was around me or was watching me for a period of time, it would have been obvious to them. But the stories that I was telling myself uh, versus the actions that I was doing, there was a big gap. So learning that, that mind model, evaluation versus judgment was huge for me as well. And, and learning how to differentiate the two. Um, Blair, I imagine you've probably got uh, a story of another client or multiple hundreds, clients. Hundreds of that. stories. Um, yeah, that's, that's such a huge area. Uh, evaluation versus judgment. Um, most people think that they evaluate and think that they don't judge. 
but they've generally blended the meanings of words. And back in the day, I was at Life Skills Colleges, and Life Skills Colleges was based on, on research done by the government of Canada, where they spent $42 million over a five-year period and defined 362 core competencies. Now, evaluation versus judgment wasn't one of those competencies, but it should have been. Uh, but it wasn't, they didn't get there to making compare and contrast. They just went after pure behavioral um, competencies, which is great. Uh, very, very foundational. We were able to do a lot of great work there. But evaluation versus judgment impacts how people perceive themselves. When you get down to evaluation versus judgment and you start knowing how to evaluate fairly, with fair and balanced self-evaluation, you stop self-judging, your self-confidence goes up. And I, I mean self-confidence, not confidence, but self-confidence. That's, that, that's another mind model. <laughs> yeah, that's right, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all sort of interwoven here and they're almost like, like getting into the title of, of mind model mastery secrets they're almost like a freaking secret society of how these things all play together. And when you know how they play together, you know what to look for in your language. And that's literally how when Trevor was talking about me profiling, I don't listen to what people say. I listen to how people say it. And that's how I'm able to tell people all about themselves. But getting back to evaluation versus judgment and more importantly, well, wrapping up the whole thing of confidence versus self-confidence. Confidence is others identifying your successful use of skills, attitudes, and behaviors. And self-confidence is you self-identifying your own successful use of skills, attitudes, and behaviors. Now, that's easily said. But if you don't know how to truly self-evaluate, pardon me for saying this, but you can really screw yourself up. And I've seen so many people think, oh, this is a self-evaluation, and it's not. It's a self-judgment. And you can judge yourself positively, or you can judge yourself negatively. Most people mm -hmm. feel it as a negative self-judgment, and they know they're judging themselves because they're beating themselves up. Most people also don't realize that when they're judging themselves positively, inappropriately positively. They don't know what worked, what didn't work, and what they can change. When they don't figure that out, and they just go, oh, hey, I did a great job. That's wonderful. You know, good, good job here. I'm doing good work. And they get that from somebody else, and they take that on themselves and go, I know how to do good work because so-and-so told me. Well, yeah. that's confidence, not self-confidence. And that somebody can pull the rug out from underneath them when they just tug on it and say, geez, you didn't do very good there. I expected more from you. And you, you, they just sink. They collapse. They can't maintain that. And they don't know if that's done meaningfully or with malice, where people mm -hmm. intentionally pull the rug out. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, Family members are notorious for doing that intentionally, pulling the rug out when you think everything's okay and, and all of a sudden you're not okay with them anymore. Sometimes they're notorious for doing it positively and, and building you up and tearing you down and building you up. And so you never really feel like you're going forward. Trevor, it's, not, it's not always consistent either. Uh, yeah. I, I know before I learned how to evaluate myself and, and fairly evaluate myself, 
uh, it was almost like a yo-yo effect where I could be feeling great about myself based on what other people were saying or based on my own positive judgments of myself. But as soon as I ran into some sort of resistance or somebody had a different opinion, I was very uh, susceptible to that affecting my, my headspace immediately. So it made me like, like I said, like a yo-yo could be up or could be down and stay consistent because I wasn't evaluating myself in a consistent manner. So uh, I noticed with myself and with other people, um, they miss, they get the two confused confidence and self-confidence, or they've just never been introduced to that concept at all. They think it's the same thing. Um, See, mind models, if I can build on this, mind models actually are identifiable, repeatable, and duplicatable. And mm-hmm. when it's a judgment, it, you're, you're just reactive. You cannot be proactive, and that's literally what Trevor just shared with you is how he would be forced into reacting to the situation, not being able to evaluate, is this fair, is this reasonable? Can I identify what they did? Was that effective or ineffective? Was it repeatable? Can I repeat the effective part of this behavior, or can I effectively dispose of the behavior that is ineffective and then can i duplicate that result in myself and others and mm-hmm. so i can make it transferable and so those are the three conditions that must exist in mind models for it to be a mind model and the problem here is i'm going to get on a little bit of a of a tear right now you know with with mindset mindset doesn't give you that level of control and directionality it doesn't give you the intention it gives you the the intention of a direction but it doesn't give you the ability to direct and intentionally go in that direction on demand when you need it so many of my clients some of them professional uh sports um people that are playing professional sports, they are in there and some of them were pre-Olympic athletes and these athletes would be focused on mindset, mindset, mindset. And unfortunately, when they lost it, they couldn't find it easily. So it wasn't repeatable. It was identifiable sort of as a felt sense of a feeling of how they felt. They'd walk themselves through a sequence of things, but when they lost that mindset piece, they couldn't find it. And teaching them how to actually change it from mindset to a mind model, and they changed how they looked at and evaluated themselves and knew the difference between evaluation and judgment, everything changed. It was like throwing a light switch on for them, and they would be able to sort it out much, much clearer on a predictable basis. That's the other thing. Mind models give you predictability. Yeah. Not just trying to amp yourself up. No. And, and, and a lot of the mind, uh, mindset stuff is a, about that. Be positive. Uh, and it's a lot of it's coming from judgment. Uh, in in my mind and positive judgment yeah you got a positive judgment you just gotta almost ignore all the bad stuff that's happening uh and just feel good about it and when you're down it's a lot more difficult to actually use that because i know at least with myself i've felt that it just seems fake when when you're trying to use that sort of process when you're not feeling great and uh that's where mind models can really come in and, and, and help me figure out, okay, how am I actually thinking about things? And I can start to cut it up differently so that I can 
um, take control, take control of my mind, my mindset, actually, really not just tell myself, think this or be happy or <laughs> whatever exactly. it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to build on that a little bit because, sure. you know, this jumps into another my model of ours, which is effective versus ineffective. And we're going to be going through these things. I mean, we're just giving a cursory overview here in our introductory episode, but there are a lot of nuances and a lot of pieces. And I hope you're getting value from this, you know, because I believe just these little nuggets are sufficient for you to actually start shifting your life. But, you know, the effective versus ineffective. So what literally uh, Trevor was, was describing there was how to be intentionally effective. Even if you're getting negative information, if you know how to receive that information as information, not as a judgment, but as information, you can evaluate it, externally verify the facts of what works or what doesn't work for you, you can take a look at the part that does work and make it identifiable because you just identified it, what worked. Then it's repeatable. You can test it out and see if it can be repeated. And if it can't, then it probably was a judgment. But if it is repeatable, it's probably a true evaluation. And it's externally verifiable, which is another mind model. Yeah, yeah and, that is another one. <laughs> and you see how all these things weave together? Well, this is what this whole program's about. It's mindmodelmasterysecrets.com. Is obviously, you found yourself here. But it's mindmodelmasterysecrets. And the secrets are, these are all the pieces. And we're in a place to show you how to transform your life on demand on purpose, and you get to take control of what you do in your life right now. That's what we're doing here. Anyway, that's, well, I was just going to say, that gives you the control and the influence over yourself and others, which are other mind models, by the way. Mm -hmm. You're stacking a whole bunch on there. You, you, I you am, mentioned, I'm sorry. Uh, externally verify and i'm not sure if uh, people will know what you meant by that but uh, one of the other mind models is uh, internal versus external and it's actually one of the best pieces of criteria uh, that you can use to to determine whether or not you are evaluating or you are judging uh, and and to and also determine whether it's effective or ineffective because if something's just internal which my understanding of that is it's it's just internal to me. It's my thoughts, my feelings, those kind of things. It's not necessarily externally verifiable to someone else. And what I mean by externally verifiable is something that is, is visible. It's a behavior, action, uh, something that so anybody else in the room could see. So they can actually externally verify that and use that as a, an information piece. So I'm, I'm probably butchering that explanation, so you're I'll doing actually a pass that job. back to Blair. No, no, no. You're doing a good job. I, I, the only thing I'd add there is for the externally verifiable piece is it can be recorded. You can have either an audio or video recorder, and you can just see that by somebody else. And it's not just your opinion anymore. It's about verifiable evidence, and people can see the change. And it's not about how you feel about the change. It's how evident that change is actually is. And you might feel I've, I've had a lot of weird things happen over the years with the internal versus external piece where people feel like they just butchered it, like what you just said. You know, you're just butchering <laughs> it, which is a bit of a judgment. And I go, no, it's not a judgment. 
that's actually, um, you know, that was a judgment, but the evaluation is he did a reasonably good job. Is it perfect? No. But is that, do you need it to be perfect? Well, the answer is no. We need to make it effective. And was it effective? Mm -hmm. And to me, that was effective. So anyway, so that, again, we're back into effective versus ineffective. Another my yeah. mind. Uh, and like you, like you mentioned before, they all loop back into each other and stack and complement each other. Um, so we've touched on a lot of the basic mind models that Blair teaches in his training, uh, but that's not all that we'll be covering in these podcast episodes. In some of these episodes, Blair might be working with me and we'll be uh, talking about some of these mind models, but he's also going to be doing some other episodes where he's interviewing other successful people uh, and he's going to be identifying their successful use of mind models. Um, so you, I think you guys will be able to get a lot of great value out of that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've got um, in our very next episode, we're going to have uh, Kate McShay, actually. Um, she's a person that came up, actually, she wound up working with uh, Tim Irway, um, and she was a teacher about three years ago. She was making ballpark 36000 as a teacher. Teachers don't get paid a lot. So I'm, I'm guessing I think that's the range that she was in. But she's in three years, she's going from that to approaching, if not actually having a seven figure income in three short years and transforming her life. And again, with a client that I helped transform his life, he took a business that he was making millions that started sliding and his mindset didn't literally, it was a mindset issue did not support the transformation that he needed to go through. He needed to change where he was going and how he was doing business. His partner left, went off to do change a career, make a reasonable choice that he chose to do. It was all good. Everything was done appropriate and above board. He wasn't sabotaged, but he sabotaged himself in his mind. He didn't have the mindset piece where it could really transform himself. And we came in and we helped him out. And he is now into multiple seven figures and brought us back in to work with some of the people that he's training up now. And Kate happened to be one of those people. And she has a great story. What, what are you going to be going through with Kate in, in that episode? Well, you know what? It, it is a great story. Um, in that episode, we're going to be going through a more in-depth version, but how she actually applied some of the basic fundamental uh, mind models right out of the gate because literally we went from doing a three-day intensive only six mind models and she applied those actually not only her but uh, the training staff um, that uh, Tim had there he he was able to bring out his staff and we trained them up for three days myself and my partner Melissa uh, Melissa Dunkley and myself we were able to train her them up her being um, Kate as being one of those people, but we were able to give them these mind models and literally get them to compress the training time so that they could start applying how to listen to, not what to listen to, but how to listen to their clients so they could do more structured intervention and get them profitable being able to transition into a marketing mindset much, much faster. And they normally did that on day three on the Sunday 
but they were able to do it on Friday, on day one. And they had never done that before. And when I talked to her the following week after that, she was amazed at how effective the training had been for her and how they were actually able to apply this in their own business right there on the spot and boom, make this happen and transform themselves first and then duplicate that into other people right there on the spot, right Mm -hmm. there. And that was huge. And we have that interview coming up for you. Uh, It'll be our number one podcast coming up right after this introductory episode. That's awesome. Uh, Are are there any other notable um, client case studies that you would, uh, of people after they've started using these mind models on and where they were initially and where they were after they started working with you? Absolutely. We're going to bring on, I'm sure he'll say yes, but I've, I've, because I've asked him, uh, you know, um, we have, Trevor has already mentioned Tyler. Uh, Tyler Devon started out years ago with, with me and he'll tell his story, but the guy was a little stalker. He, he literally tells the story where (laughs) he wanted to, um, stalk me and live in my basement. It's a little creepy, but it's also funny as hell. So <laughs> he tells it in such a great way, and I'm sure he'll he'll mention that one again and and come through and then start applying like how he took his income that he was starting out and actually over 10x his income in 18 months. So he went into seven figures again, and I'm sure I'll let him tell that story. Um, we were working with other clients that were going with, you know, client, some clients are already quite successful. They're, they're making, you know, a couple million dollars uh, gross revenue a year and keeping fairly substantial portions of that for themselves. Um, and what we've done is we've brought two of those clients together and, you know, around two million each. And we're bringing them together and, and um help them design a $50 million a year business. Uh, It'll be between 25 and 50 million, 50 is the high end, but it's already profitable inside of four months. And so that's pretty darn good for working with mindset, mind models, Um, you know, dispelling mindset, sorry, and working on mind models and getting the staff to shift into using effective mind models on a consistent basis. And that is where the transformation happens. And that's one of the things that that we find happens over and over and over again, because mind models really impact people's businesses, impact their lives, impact their relationships, impact every aspect of who and what you are. And the cool thing is, it's all within your choice. It's your choice how you use and apply them. And you get to test them out to see what works, what's effective, and what's ineffective. And that's what we're going to be heading for, uh, Trevor. Um, You know, that's some of the results. Anything else you can think of that we're going to be going through there? I think that about covers it. If if there's one thing that I would want to get across to you guys is that this is different than anything else that I've uh, ever been exposed to in the personal development world. I, I had been to quite a few seminars. I'd read quite a few books, but there was something that it was immediately different after I started working with Blair. Uh, first one being that he profiled me, uh, that that's what really caught my attention. But 
the, the way that he puts these mind models together and the way that I've been able to use them in my own life has, a, it's, it's helped me change my life. And I honestly believe that this would do the same thing for other people. And I really hope that you take this opportunity seriously and you continue to listen and get exposed to Blair and some of his mind models and what will be uh, covering in future episodes. I really think you'll find that it's worth it in the long, in the long run. Um, I do too. I, my thing here is, I mean, I've got some gray hair, gray beard, a few gray hairs here and there, you know, and I'm, I'm getting to that point where I used to keep these things very tightly held. Uh, every client, uh, signed a, a non-disclosure and a trade secret agreement with me because these were mine. But I'm at an age right now where I want to get these out to the world effectively. And I didn't have a model because I was getting this out to people on a one-on-one -on -one basis or on one-on a few basis, but not one on many. And I want to be able to transform at least 100,000 people before I leave this world. You know, I'm not sick. I'm not dying. It's not dramatic. But that is a goal of mine. I really, really feel it is important to empower people, to, to allow them to have the ability to choose. And the, the stuff that I've seen over the years, people make more effective choices when they have more effective tools to, to know how to choose, to, to recognize what other people are doing to them, not to them in, in terms of anything malicious, but doing to them because just speaking impacts your mind. Your brain works very specific ways. And your models, the models that you use to filter the information can either be passive or can be active. And I prefer an active choice. And mind models provide active choices for how you receive that information, how you filter that information, what you take on, and how you allow that to literally transform your life. And when you have choice, you have power. Without choice, you are just subject to whatever life throws at you. And we have made over the years, many people have wanted to become very successful. And many people have become very successful. Some people having successful relationships. Some people having successful partnerships with their partners, but not really wanting to grow because they made choices like I did. I made a choice. I had a company that had uh, 23 campuses all over uh, this great country of ours here. And, and we had 23 schools you know, set up. Well, I did that for over 20 years. And, you know, I was very successful at doing it. It was the world's largest life skills college that we could find anywhere. I was flying around the world sometimes, going to different continents. And uh, my, my, myself or my partners were going to places like Australia because we were the known experts in the field. And we were seen as that back in the day. Now, that's 20 plus years ago. But I didn't want to be doing that when I raised my kids. So I slowed it down. I went private. I went into being able to have my own life, my own choice of being able to raise my family and be there for my family. Because putting in the hours that I was initially was crazy. But I, my kids are in their 20s already, and I want to give back. I, I want to 
connect with people and have them acquire the ability to choose. Now, that's what I want to do is I want to share these mind models with you so that you have the power of choice, that you can transform your life, your way, at your will. And that's the key. You've got to be able to have this power of choice so that you can take your life in the direction that you want. You can make it happen the way that you want and that you don't get stuck when your mindset slides. You have mind models. You know, you have the way to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, by the skill sets, and literally by the mind models and literally transform your life. And that's what I'm here to do because this stuff just works. I mean, Life Skills College, I developed this stuff and, and I didn't tell you a little bit of the background here, but I started at Life Skills College when I was 21. And we started, the majority of our, our um, student population was funded by, well, almost 100% of it was funded by the government. And they sent us people that had mental health challenges. Most people, over 80% of our clientele was potentially suicidal. So these skill sets and behaviors are tested so that they were at least 80% reliable with somebody who has mental health difficulties. When I took this into business and actually started applying it, our, our success rate went up to 90, 95, 98% successful. It's not 100%. But if you try things three times in a row, you're approaching a highly effective chance for success. Most people don't do that. Anyway, that's another story and another lesson that I'll get into another time. Stick around and I'll show you how these, these numbers, these prime numbers and, and these almost magic numbers will appear over and over and over again. And I'm not into numerology or anything else. I just notice that, you know what? If you pay attention to the number of repetitions you personally do, you can test and test and evaluate each time and improve and transform your life. And there's a science to that. And they're getting deep learning, um, AI, uh, especially uh, machine learning, is starting to actually take the same model of testing and putting it into AI and, and getting effect computers thinking. Well, what if we applied that to ourselves and we got into being able to make choices that work for us as reliably as machine, machine learning can do in themselves, like in, in computers, and transform that, that whole life around us? by machine learning. It, it's, it's a fascinating mm, area. Huge. Yeah. It is huge. Yeah. So, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to future episodes of Mind Model Mastery Secrets. Yeah, it, it's going to be fun. That's, that's all I can say is it's going to be a really, really good time. Anyway, um, our next episode is going to be up. So stay, you'll get notification once you sign up. So please sign up or, and encourage your friends to, you know, like us, to share us, to let people know exactly what's going on and join us for on this grand adventure of ours. Cause it's going to be a bit of an adventure because people are going to look at how they've transformed. We're going to break, 
bring people on. And some of them we might even bring on and, and do the transformation right here, right on the spot. We've got an idea that we might be getting some of you guys, some of the people that sign up, and they've been around for a bit, and we can start telling your story or helping you work through your issues. And so that's some of the things that you can look forward to coming up on MindModelMasterySecrets.com. And with that, do you have any closing words there, Trevor? No, I think that sums it up. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Yeah, me too. I, I just want to thank everybody for coming out and listening to this episode and um, encourage you to uh, like and share. And uh, yeah, and we'll be sign up for more episodes and we'll be getting these things out to you on as regular a basis as my schedule will allow. Okay. So, All right, sounds good, guys. With that, take care. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave us feedback. Do you have a question you want answered live on the show? If so, go to mindmodelmasterysecrets.com to submit your question.